welcome once again to the Bitter Jurors podcast. We are a queer superfan podcast, usually about Survivor, but recently about Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and as always, I am joined by a co-host who never forgets to bring a sacrifice for angry earth spirits. It's uh, Sam Stanish. If you want to get through the Great Divide podcast episode, you'll have to come with me. I'm the only one who knows the way. Uh <laughs> Thank you. Yes, this is uh, this is a controversial episode. I'm excited that we've gotten to it. We can sort of unpack it and figure out why people are uh, so maybe mad about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can uh, unpack all of those feelings uh, with our guest this week, uh, comedian and writer Millie Tamarez. Hey, this might be the nerdiest podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's I did one. I did a Dragon Ball Z podcast, oh. and then I was asked to do a Dungeons and Dragons one, where we'd have to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Do <laughs> That's beyond the pale. <laughs> I know. There's like, like I have no problem with nerd. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify myself as a nerd. Mm-hmm. I'm not not a nerd. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't know if I like have earned my stripes to being a nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, and I don't care. It's not like, oh, I feel, like, not worthy. Like, I feel like I'm also, like, pretty cool, so whatever. <laughs> but there's just some, and, the, you know, I don't care about things, and I'm very unapologetic, but there's some lines that I can't cross, and that's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and also somebody somebody was asking, like, hey, you should watch this anime. You should torrent it. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> I'm I'm 30. Like I can't be out here torrenting anime. Like that's just not <laughs> how shit's gonna happen right now for me. I'm totally with you. I used to in high school. I was like all over torrenting stuff and like downloading all sorts of stuff. And now it's like, I, if I it's not, if it's not something I can pay 3.99 to rent on YouTube, it, I, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah sometimes it's, like, crazy, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the millennials, we have shifted into that sort of realm where we're, like, over the whole pirating phase. Um, but if anyone's listening, we've never done that before. We're law-abiding citizens. Um, yeah. Well, there's that, like, you know how um, Zoomers like to make fun of millennials? Mm-hmm. So there's that one um, post that it's like, okay, Zoomers, if you're so smart... Which one's the real download yeah. button? <laughs> I did and see that. And the pictures. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. take that. Like, yeah. they don't fucking know. I saw a reply to that tweet that was like, it's the vibe. I have to be on the website to know myself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Honestly, as a millennial, I will probably, I won't hit all of them, but I will probably hit a wrong one first and then get the right download. But yeah. yeah, it's just like, I just don't want my computer to get cl- chlamydia because I'm fucking torrenting an anime that someone I met two years ago said I might like. <laughs> I'm just not there anymore. I just can't. Like, and it's okay. You know, it's okay for me. I accept that about myself. I love that. Yeah. Do you uh, consider uh, Avatar anime? I mean... That's not- controversial. Unpack that. <laughs> Yes, hello. Um, I mean, I am a Virgo and thus a stickler, and I will state outright, it is not an anime. Okay. Because it's American-produced and animated in Korea. Oh, I didn't know it was animated in Korea. Yeah. Um, What about you, Sam? I gotta gotta say it's a cartoon. 
<laughs> just regular cartoon. Anime feels like it's pretty, like it has to be Japanese. Right. Exactly. I agree. I yeah. agree. And so I did study Japanese in college. Oh. I do, but I do not like. My college had mandatory study abroad, and you had to study a second language that you didn't know. And the languages were Chinese, Spanish, and Japanese. And um, the Japanese, the Chinese program was like infamous for failing everybody, like because Chinese is super hard. Right. And then the ja- and then the Spanish, like I speak Spanish at home, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do Japanese. And it was just all these like anime nerds and like people <laughs> who like didn't wear deodorant and stuff like right? <laughs> like in my fucking program. And I like I can firmly say like I'm like. I'm not into anime. Like, I'm not one of those anime, you know. I flirt with the culture a lot, but yeah, like the anime kind of whatever. Right. But people, people's like one gotcha is that I watch Avatar and I'm like, it's not anime. Hello. It's technically not anime. And then they're like, that's a nerd thing to even say that. And I, <laughs> I can't even say. Oh, yeah. I have no retort for that. But really, How did yeah. you first get into Avatar? Did you watch it like when it was first airing? Um, I grew up in I grew up in Florida, but I went to college in California. So like one summer I was home, and it was like actually like a summer I don't look great. I don't look back on fondly. I think my parents were like getting divorced and my dad had the house and my brother and his homeboys, like my brother would always have like 10 homeboys at the house all the time. And they'd be like chilling and smoking weed and I fucking hate them and their jokes are stupid and they would watch <laughs> Avatar and my dad would watch with them too. And I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I hate this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I fucking can't stand you guys are dumb. But then, like, later, like, when I was in college, I started watching by myself, and I was like, oh, this shit is good. <laughs> like, Maybe I gave it a chance myself. Yeah. And one of them even brought it up, like, you hated this shit when we were growing up. Why are you like it now? And I'm like, I associated it with you, and I actually hate you, and don't follow me on Twitter anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but that's how I – yeah. And I remember trying to see the – I don't know if I watched the ending – but yeah, I watched it like Netflix was just starting streaming mm. when I was watching it at home, at, you know, in college. So yeah, yeah, I was in college when this was like out. Nice. Yeah, because it was on there for a while and then it was off. And then for whatever reason, the, this time when it came on, it just I think it's just because Twitter is so much bigger now than it was back then that it was like a big celebration. Like, oh, my gosh, Avatar is back on Netflix. Um, yeah, because it-, it was on in. Well, yeah, so I went to Europe. Famously before quarantine. Mm. Uh, so Kind of the best but, time to go to Europe. I know. Yeah. I fucking went like. So I was like, yes, like because it was available outside of the United States on Netflix. Right. So in Paris and London, every night I was watching Avatar <laughs> uh, to go to sleep. And then, you know, my friend was like, you should get a VPN. And I was thinking about it like a VPN from London to watch London Netflix. I wouldn't tour it, but I would do VPN shit. I feel like that's a little safer. Right. I've also tried the VPN stuff, and I feel like it's always, like, pay $50. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what she was... She was telling me some shit, so I was like, ah. But, um, yeah, I feel like Twitter, and I feel like... Oh, also, last year, 
last year I watched it. Um, so I watched it on Amazon. Cancelled, I know, but <laughs> Amazon Prime had like there was like Nicktoons TV where you could pay like six ninety nine a month to have it. So I paid for like one or one month so I can watch it in its entirety and then canceled it. Nice. So, but you know, I'm glad that, you know, Netflix has it. Right. Yeah. That's a good move. Uh, well, Millie, I'm so sorry that you are on for a kind of a dud of an episode, but you know, <laughs> well, it's, it's blame Sam. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, uh, God gives his toughest challenges to his greatest warriors and <laughs> yeah, yeah, first yeah. talk about Sam when I say God. <laughs> what a strange way to a compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Great Divide. Uh, yeah, Millie, are you familiar with this episode's sort of placement in the fandom hierarchy as kind of a um, shat upon episode? Yeah, people don't like it, right? Like it really, and people says it doesn't move the story forward at all. Mm-hmm. which i mean it's you can't really yeah it's hard to argue that it does not do that <laughs> like um i'm famously i feel like so far i've been kind of the filler defender of book one um but even i can't like nothing what else is a filler episode sorry i'm like listening but i'm scooting away <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um yeah i mean i feel like you could argue like oh like at least when these episodes were airing, you could say, oh, like, Warriors of Kyoshi, that's kind of a fillery episode, or, like, Oh, Water but that's Girl. so fucking cool. Fuck off. Right. Um, like, you could, like, yes, those episodes kind of come into play later, but you could argue, like, the plot of them themselves doesn't, like, forward the overarching plot, um, but... I feel like that's okay. Right, I agree. Like, I love those episodes. I agree that, like... There are there have been other filler episodes, but like I feel like this is the first episode of the show that we've watched that like doesn't have a central character in the episode. It's not really about anyone or anything, and it's not like really focused on anyone's like character growth either. It's sort of just a plot. Yeah, it's it's kind. Ah, you don't think that Katara and and uh, Sokka grow? I feel like they don't grow. I feel like Aang grows though. Like, I feel like they, I don't know. I, it's like, I was struggling after the episode to think, like, okay, what was the lesson for Katara and Sokka? Because I get what Aang's lesson was, which was, like, you know, the Avatar is here to mediate um, between people. It's not just about, like, throwing rocks and stuff. But for me, I was like, well, what did, did Katara and Sokka learn anything? Like, I feel like I they feel were just like having... they learned, like, compassion, no? And then also, like, sure. I really like that they had, um... so in the episode, there are, like, these two tribes... Mm-hmm. and um they never liked each other i mean do you guys recap it or yeah, yeah we kind of run down the episode and uh talk about like our reactions to stuff yeah because i was gonna say there was like a plot point that i thought was really interesting mm-hmm. but we can i can wait for y'all to recap but in terms of yeah i feel like yeah i heard this one like didn't have a filler but they're honestly 22 minutes so like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it was an hour long like, that's how I feel about Insecure. Well, even Insecure, though, is 30 minutes or something. Mm. But there's some episodes I'm like, this did not need to be a whole fucking episode. Like, right. this could have been, like, or, um, like, the pacing of the whole season. Mm. Like, like, Insecure does that a lot, where they'll do filler episodes that don't move the story along. And then you're just like, why is this here? And then, like, I feel like 
when things are starting to get good in Insecure, then the season's over. <laughs> and then they start way like halfway, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, uh, I, but Avatar, like I feel like by the end of every book, but they have 22 episodes. So you can have a filler episode where an Insecure, there's only like 10. Mm-hmm. So um, a yeah, filler episode, like, yeah, you feel it more. You're like, fuck, mm-hmm. like there was, there was two episodes this this season where one was Issa alone and one was Molly alone. And I'm like, this could have been one fucking episode. Like, <laughs> like we didn't need to see her on vacation. You know what I mean? Like, I get right. it, but like, this could have been one. Um, right. So now we're going on record as two uh, white gays hating on Insecure. <laughs> I did not say this anything. No, no, no. You guys all, yeah, we were, I saw we were you. Not, not you were all on. saying that Insecure is the worst show in the world. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, um, shit, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, right. like, I feel like I get why people don't like fillers. But I feel like the pacing of the overall season and everything, like, um, it all makes sense. Like, I feel yeah. like it's fine. And then it's also, like, you don't want a fucking every every episode to be, like... Yeah, something insane happens. Insane yeah. happens. And then, Especially like... Especially since, like, this is a kid's cartoon. Like, they want episodes that they can just re-air without having to have a bunch of context surrounding it or anything like that. Yeah. So, they, like... It's not... I'm not saying that this was a terrible episode of TV. I've watched it twice this week now. And I, like... It, it's a good... It's a fine episode for a kid's cartoon. Um, but it's it, it just wasn't um, great. Like, most of the other episodes we've watched... Right, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's fun that they did, like, a Rashomon episode, which is always kind of a fun sort of What's twist. Rashomon? Yeah, oh, what is that? Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's, um, it's like this movie, I want to say in the 50s, uh, directed by uh, Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like the whole concept is it's like this murder that's told from these different perspectives and everyone's retelling of it is different. But you get to see all those different perspectives as if it was what actually happened, which mm-hmm. is kind of how this episode is, but like to a much shorter degree, since we only really get two perspectives and then Aang's lie. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was great. I love, I mean, I feel like usually I'm kind of low on Aang or like he's not my favorite, but I I like these kind of moments for Aang where he can be kind of mischievous. Um, and I mean, it still did the job and he, it was ultimately for the better good. So mm-hmm. I liked, I liked that moment where he's just like, yep, I fucked with those guys. <laughs> I fucked with those guys, but now they have peace. So right. It worked. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, uh, let's see any, I guess we can try to like run down the episode chronologically now if we want to, um, mm-hmm. And we start out with some, uh, we've been kind of tracking the sibling dynamic of Katara and Sokka. I feel like it feels very true to life where they yeah. are just constantly squabbling with each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's 100% how siblings are. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, we all have siblings here. So we're like, yep, that rings very true. To Especially us. with, the, they're just fighting over things that like, they will never, no. it doesn't matter like at all, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they're both so sure they're right. Right. Yeah, that's a fun, it's like a fun little, like, preview of how the story's gonna go, where it's, like, this sort of, like, mini version of, like, this sort of, like, tribalism, us versus them mentality, where it's like, no, I'm right, and you're wrong, and you're a bad person because you don't think like I think. Exactly. Um, Right. Uh, But they don't call each other stinky, which I found very strange, and I feel like stinky came up a lot. They were accusing, uh, 
the Zhang tribe, I think it was, of just smelling bad. It's like, that's a that's a little rude, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like they do smell, like, don't you, like, I they... I feel like they all probably smell bad, right? Because they don't have deodorant in this world. Well, but, like, one, it seems like the other tribe, like, showers more and is cleaner. That's fair. And then the other one is, it seems like more, like, caveman kind of thing. Yeah, one of them has, like, a the main, uh, like, chief woman has, like, a hog monkey fur on her, which, damn. I mean, yeah. I love it. I can't deny that it looks awesome. <laughs> I really thought, I thought it was very funny when, like, the tribes meet for the first time in the episode, uh, and they're starting to yell at each other, and they, like, there's a point where they're like, we need our people, our sick people to go first, and the, the other tribe is like, we need our old people to go first. And the... The cleaner tribe is like, well, if you weren't so dirty, you wouldn't have as many sick people. And then the the Jang tribe is like, well, if you weren't so clean, you wouldn't live so long. <laughs> yeah. Not a great comeback. Yeah. Well, but I think it's like also like, yeah, we don't have old people. We all die young. But, <laughs> so that's crazy. <laughs> we get like sepsis or something. I don't know what they're dying from. <laughs> Um, yeah, but as speaking of this introduction to the tribes, uh, Millie, did you watch Teen Titans as a kid at all? Um, no, guys, I was having, I was doing stuff with friends. I had, like, you had friends. <laughs> I had friends. <laughs> I, I was going to say I had sex, but that's not true. <laughs> ah, I was like, I'll have sex. Like, no, you weren't really. But yeah, no, 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 I did it. I've seen some like episodes, like kind of, but not really. Right. Well, to me, as someone who loved Teen Titans as a kid, the first thing that jumps out to me is the fact that Robin's voice actor is like the little scout dude who shows up first from the is the Ganjin. Is that the tribe? The clean oh. tribe. Uh, but it's instantly very recognizable. Yeah, for- his voice is... It, I Yeah, same. I, it also <laughs> sticks out to me. Right. Because uh, I didn't have friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> yeah. I... Um, there, I mean, the new introduced secondary characters of this episode are all really good. Like, I love the guide, the earthbending guide. He seems really fun, and I wish we would get more of him, but I don't uh, think he's really a character we ever see again. But yeah. he just seems like a good guy. He's got his life figured out. He just he's wants looking- to guide people across this big crevice in the earth. Yeah. I love how they, like, combine, like, all these different cultures, like, which is, I think, is something that I think people don't have a concept of, is that you can, there are hicks outside of America. Mm-hmm. Like, a hick is a hick, and, like, country people are country people, and they have, like, kind of very similar values, very sim, but they're just from different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so I love that they, like, have, like, these, like, Chinese people that are hicks, like, mm-hmm. and... You know, uh, yeah, I, I like, like the swamp benders. Yeah, like yeah, their name is Lee and Chang, but they're like, we're going to get some beavers tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I thought that was so funny and cool and fresh. Yeah, it feels like it's a dynamic that a kid probably understands instantly, but um, still like borrowing from a culture that an American, like especially like white American, not really be familiar with, um, which I think is like, yeah, part of the coolness of the show or the great a great thing about the show um i also love uh we kind of talked about this last uh last week i guess um when uh there's like this meme of katara who like she's constantly calling out the fact that ang is the avatar Mm -hmm. um which she does in this episode it's like uh 
the tribes are fighting and uh Katara's like hey you should like solve the problem for them and Aang's like I don't know and he's like instantly after he says that she just turns around like hey he's the avatar guys he's gonna help you yeah that was not her information to give out like I felt like that was a major you felt like she outed her she outed him (laughs) yeah very uh I don't know Katara's timing there was interesting but you know I'm sure Uh, she trusted Aang's instincts which ended up being true, I guess. Speaking of memes, I love the Black Twitter meme. Do you know, like, Black Twitter loves Kiyoshi, Avatar Kiyoshi. Have you seen any of those memes? <laughs> I think, is it just where she's just constantly like, yeah, you should just kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Avatar, what should I do? Kill that bitch! What the fuck are you wasting my time? <laughs> I, yeah, I think... I love yeah, that. <laughs> I think we can all agree Kiyoshi is just an amazing character. And, uh, or it's like they spent a whole episode talking about how trying to prove that she didn't and she comes back she's like yeah i killed him and what (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do about it i think that these tribes would have gotten a lot a lot along a lot better if all of them were dead (laughs) kiyoshi would be like listen all y'all gonna die and you're gonna (laughs) shut up (laughs) yeah solve your problems or else you are literally going to get smashed by rocks I mean, that's a good ultimatum, but, you know, Aang, that's not Ang style, you know. He gets it figured out eventually after, you know, it takes a few injuries, but he gets it figured out eventually, which is good. Yeah. Um, I do love uh, this, uh, speaking of the guide character, I love that he's, like, both wise and also kind of kooky. Like, yeah. he gives um, Ang some really interesting advice that I loved where he, like, says this line that's, like, um, that he, uh, talking about his job. He's like, this job is much more than bending. Which is cool that it's like speaking to this lesson that Aang is learning in this episode, which is being the Avatar is more than just bending. It's also about like bringing about peace for other people. I just like that little um, moment that kind of spoke to a larger theme without actually just like pointing a finger at it like overtly. Yeah. I didn't hear, I didn't realize that. I think (laughs) I really like, I feel like the lesson is that there are so many like cultural issues and then, like, so many people feel like they're right and the other person's mm-hmm. wrong or the other culture is wrong or the other tribe's wrong. Right. When it's, like, sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. And then also, it's like, sometimes nobody's right. And right. then it's, like, what are we going to do? Like, continue to feud Israel-Palestine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Especially um, when, the, like, the conflict is over 100 years old and then someone basically just tells them that, they have it wrong and they believe it immediately and then they carry on happily like it just like nothing nothing is continuing to be an issue they're just carrying on this feud from like a hundred years ago right yeah it's it's like a cute simplified version of like maybe that couldn't happen in real life but it's i don't know it's a good lesson i guess for kids where it's like grudges are dumb and like you shouldn't just be mad at someone for something that happened or time. you shouldn't dislike somebody for being different than you and having right. a different way. Like, just because somebody does things differently doesn't mean that anyone's better, like, everybody. But, yeah, I, and, and I guess, like, for me, I really liked that both of them snuck food. Yeah, because like, I assumed the other one would do it. And, I mean, they're both right, I guess. They're both right, but it's also, like, but then they both perpetuated like if they both, you know, if somebody was a bigger person or the bigger tribe and was like, hey, we're here's all our food. We're leaving it. We're not taking anything you can check. And then they do like, here's all our, you know what I mean? Like working mm-hmm. together. But when you assume the worst in somebody, I guess that's another lesson. 
when you assume the worst in somebody, everyone loses. Right, yeah, because yeah. the the Ganjin tribe, like, they brought food in because they assumed that the Jang tribe would just bring food in anyway. But then the Jang tribe brought in food because they knew that the other tribe would assume that they were bringing in food and bring in food anyway. Right, yeah. It's a, yeah, I like those little moments. I like that we get to see both camps uh, through, like, Katara and Sokka as they split up to kind of join the tribe that they more aligned with. How do you feel about that? Like, as, as I was watching the episode, I was like, I don't know, how would this episode go if you switched them? Like, how would it feel if Katara had to go with this tribe that, like, she completely disagreed with and Sokka went with the other tribe that he disagreed with? Like, how do you feel that would have gone down? Or do you think this works better? Mm, I could feel like, I felt like she could have learned more, or, like, they mm. could have learned more from, like, oh, now I understand why people think that way. Right, but yeah. it wouldn't, you know, it's, but like I feel like having them both in the separate thing like amps them all up, mm-hmm. like because if Katara was on that side, she'd be like, well, actually, guys, like maybe you, you know, or this mm. or that, and then uh, Sokka the same thing, like, well, have you ever thought of this and that, you know? Whereas right. um, now, like they're in the they're in the same group, so they're amping like, yeah, yeah, fuck that, yeah, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's. Cool. I agree, especially because yeah. we already saw like the the thing we get to prove that they're in the right place or whatever is how each camp is treating the tarp, which is what the argument was about in the beginning. And so if we if we switched them, I feel like it would have just been a repeat, and Katara and Sokka would have just been like, but well, we need the tarp to go here or whatever. Right. Uh, but in this case. It's sort of just like assimilating them so that when the conflict happens at the end, it's like they're like so ready to fight the other tribe already. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Katara instantly is on their side um, and is again is like ready to turn her back on her brother and is like, yeah. no, these guys are right. Um, I love that. Katara has a lot of loyalty issues. <laughs> <laughs> she just believes really hard. I think that's what Katara's. <laughs> she's just as like full throttle on whatever she thinks is right. Um, yeah, man, the Jet episode. I watched that and I'm just like, yeah. Listen, we've all been dick dumb. It's fine, Katara. <laughs> I almost used the phrase "dickmatized" uh, for last week's uh, recap, but I. I oh, it, it was strength. last week the 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 Jet one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I love Sokka's line where he's just like, "I just believed him because they gave me food." <laughs> I love that. It's good. Yeah. Sokka's so great. Sokka's um, so great, and yeah, Black Twitter loves Sokka too. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not but, to love? <laughs> the ladies man and then they're also like if Sokka did bending the the, the, the uh if Sokka was a bender it would have ended like by book one <laughs> yeah he knows what to do uh he's the plan guy yeah oh you know what him. I also saw I mean listen I'm like all up on the memes yeah <laughs> I saw like a version where it's Azula and Zuko mm-hmm. that are helping Aang and like oh, and yeah. and that like are the oppressed like and they go you know on the mission and uh Sokka and Katara are like the scary like try you know what I mean and and then, <laughs> then they're like yeah with her blood bending yeah. she could be scarier than Azula it's true yeah yeah I've I, those are always fun uh those that was always a fun thing as like when I, I was a kid like going online and seeing all those like. I guess they're called AU or alternate universe like takes on like what if Aang was an earthbender and everyone was like switched around. Um, those things are always fun to see. Yeah. Uh, I feel like being a cartoon, I feel like a lot of that like because I, I, I feel like any other show I've been into, there's some fan art of. But if it's a live action show, like there's so much less 
mm-hmm. people being willing to like create the fan art for it. But I feel like in cartoons and anime, there's like so many more people out there who are watching it because they also like doing cartoon work. And so mm-hmm. people are very inspired to do things like that, like create making the good characters bad designs or like that everything like that. And right. I guess for me, I don't really watch other cartoons because I'm not a nerd. So I don't know if yeah, I don't know if I told you guys, but I have friends. Um, <laughs> but not sex. Please do not get it twisted. I don't have sex with anyone. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like it's it's so refreshing and cool to me because of like now it's like I'm on Twitter, so I'm on this online community one. Two, like, I'm watching a show that I really like and I really enjoy, that a lot of people do. And and this, like my and then three, it's, like, my first time seeing, like, all this fan art and all these, like, so I'm enjoying it. And then, like, four, it's, like, this, it's just, like, I mean, I feel like black people and people, like, and Latin people, like, they always loved anime, but now it's it's not mainstream. But it's widely accepted, and there's, like, a huge community online of Black people who enjoy anime, so, like, uh, and then enjoy Avatar, so it's been really fun to see that for me, like, as an adult of, like, oh, man, like. Yeah, it's, like, this community that you thought was, like, a lot smaller, it's actually way larger than you would expect it. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, like, Megan the Stallion's, like, kind of this, like, beacon of, like, yeah, you can be awesome and... Uh, like anime too. I have a whole set where I do like the, and I was trying to do a skit, uh, like a sketch of it. I still can, like a documentary of like, like that crossover between black people and anime and why Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like that's like I have a a sketch, a sketch about it. Um, but uh, yeah, like it is, yeah, it is really crazy to see right now. And to interact. Another thing that I like, so I grew up Buddhist. Oh. My parents, my parents um, were Buddhist before I was born, actually. So I grew up my whole life. So I have like, um, you know, no uh, under like very limited understanding about Christianity. And right. like, I grew up like with the principles of Buddhism and Avatar. Like, I was looking it up or something, and it's, like, Buddhist cartoon. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's why – that was another reason why I really identify as, like, really serious themes of Buddhism in Avatar. Yeah, that's what that was, like, a big controversy back in the day for, like, those, like, moms against, like, Satanism. Or, like, those, like – And gross, it's, like, like actually – like, million mom, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, where they, like, would, like, say, like, yeah, this show promotes Buddhism, which is bad because it's not <laughs> – like I, I remember all those like dumb articles like that it's like it's yeah you don't even think about it as a kid when you're watching it but it is like this kind of whole new if you're like me who grew up in like a christian household it's like a whole new kind of worldview that you're not familiar with and so it kind of hopefully ideally it like creates an empathy or an understanding of other cultures or other ways of seeing the world for sure and like really big things that i feel like christianity at its core uh, symbolizes it, but you know, we all know that that shit is long gone and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like acceptance, compassion, like um, equality, all this stuff that's like really big in Buddhism, especially the sect that I practice, to see like in on Nickelodeon, you know, it's like crazy. It's like super I, cool. Yeah, I, and I feel like, especially in conjunction with 
this is pretty much the only cartoon I really was, or TV show at all that I was aware of that was focused on a war so, like, heavily. Um, mm. And to have it with, like, the Buddhist themes and just instead of, like, the Christian or even just, like, uh, secular American ideals that, like, mm. every other show I was dealing with at the time were using. Because like, in, in, this, in this episode, both of these tribes are... Um, refugees and they're headed to the capital city mm-hmm. um, just for a place to live because their camps or their villages or whatever they were uh, were completely destroyed which is just a, a setup for an episode but it's something that I don't think any other show that I had ever watched would ever have discussed yeah and it's not like G.I. Joe where it's like the war is like just this like thing that facilitates big action scenes or anything it's like you get to see the actual, like, consequences of war and, like, the negative things about war. Whereas with shows like G.I. Joe, I don't know why I keep going to that as if I ever yeah. watched that as a kid. But it's, like, it's kind of, like, presents... Glorifies, just, yeah. Yeah, glorify. That's a great word. Where it just, like, makes war seem cool. Or it's an opportunity to, like, live out this weird power fantasy of killing other people. Which the show, like a lot of the time goes out... Like, we have a main character who literally, who literally believes that, like, taking life is just not a good thing like he's a vegetarian i think that's another interesting idea like i feel like in other cartoons like before this time like if a character were a vegetarian it'd be like a joke yeah or something but that's just like ang's whole like all their nomads are that way and like it's just yeah an interesting Culture. new perspective and yeah like it's really showing the suffering of war like mm-hmm. somebody like daily the uh ang you know avatar ang's like whole tribe is gone like that's mm-hmm. fucking heavy and like uh katara's mom is dead like mm. all these things and jet even jet like and then and then it gives you it allows you to have compassion for like you know it's still like it's wrong to target people jet and like it's wrong to do those that stuff but at the same time you can totally see mm-hmm. you know how they got there and like you totally see them struggle with that Right, yeah, um, you, you get so, an understanding for why someone might act out that way, which is an interesting sort of, I don't know, get, not to make it too, like, geopolitical, like, big and heavy, like, but the idea of, like, 9-11, like, as a kid, this was, like, 2005, like we said, so, like, pretty, like, nine, like pre or post-9-11, like, that kind of era where, like, maybe a kid, it'd be hard to understand, well, why would someone do something, like, like an act of violence of, like that, and then this show, like, can say, like, not like not justify it, but just like give kids a better understanding of what might drive a person to do something like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and like, yeah, t- definitely. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to like uh, thinking goofy about cartoon. <laughs> no, it's that's what the cartoon right. is though. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, that's what I was saying. So do you know Giannis Cove? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. He's a UK comic. Um, that I I mean. I just knew him, mm-hmm. uh, but he has this one show called. Uh, he has a podcast called Everyone's a Critic, and he reviews like lowly rated um, movies mm-hmm. that are like less than forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then he reviewed Avatar: The Last Airbender with Abby, and like uh, no, the the Avatar the live action. Oh, and, yeah, 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 the, the yeah the and like it's so funny because. Like the Fire Nation standing for imperialism and con- colonialism and all this stuff, and like 
arguably Japan. Yeah. And it's so weird. And then they're saying, like, such an insult to make, you know, Fire Nation Indian mm-hmm. and Water Tribe white. <laughs> yeah, not even and the like, Water Tribe, just the main characters are white. Yeah, All like, everyone's people. white. Like, yeah. it's just, like, that's not really responsible at all. Like, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's messed up. And it's, like, yeah. Especially because literally no one in this show is white. Like, right. they, there isn't, there are not white characters at all. Yeah, and that's, like, an interesting thing, too, to talk about. It's, like, the idea of imperialist Japan, I feel like, when you think about colonialism, you usually think about, like, European white nations doing that. But it's, like, no, Japan also has a long history of, like, imperialism. Terrible and col- history. Right, and so it's, like, that's an interesting th- thing that the show kind of brings to light. Is like, yeah, it's not just... You do, there's not just one form of colonialism that exists. It's like it's a thing that's happened in all around the world through like various other cultures have done it. So and yeah, how many of like these American kids know that like that right, Japan, you know? Yeah, it's like that. I learned that by like as a kid, or like looking up like, oh, what are these like uh, nations based off of? And then you learn like, yeah, this is based off of this history in Japan where they literally like were imperialist and like destroyed like these other nations yeah it's just i don't know <laughs> yeah show, no. i was just lot. thinking about that earlier today because i i mean i don't even remember what oh it's i watched on the babysitters club they had an episode mm-hmm. um that focused pretty heavily on japanese internment camps like american camps and mm-hmm. like i was just thinking about how like i feel like i did learn about that in school but it was probably just like one lesson one time like right. in one year of class but then in like in across my entire teaching of history i feel like we went over like world war ii and jewish internment camps like at least six times and so you learn about that like a a bunch but then you don't really learn about like your own country's bad things right or even like like slavery is not talked about in the same light it's like slavery killed countless people and it's like it's not even discussed in the same sort of breath it's just like oh it's just this thing we did for a while and then it stopped being bad like yeah but yeah like it's stopped being bad the people who fought against or fought for it are good and um it wasn't really about slavery it was about states rights yeah and also it's just like yeah we're not really learning yeah it's just like it's so cool like the show is so progressive and cool in that like they're doing that work of educating and like making people think i mean i feel like that's what I think good art is, is like, how Mm. can we get people to think about these social issues in an entertaining way? You know what I mean? Because it's still good and funny and like, whatever, but... And it's not like reading a textbook. It's like, it's teaching you the lesson through a medium that is appealing to a kid. Exactly, yeah. Um, Yeah. I would just listen, yeah, because it just reminded me of... um, yeah, like the tuning up the news segment, I really liked it. Mm. I retweeted about like the Lincoln Project, about they're like, oh yeah, like the Lincoln Project, like everyone's all crazy about them because they are anti-Trump Republicans, but like then they think George W. Bush was great, but the, George W. Bush and Trump are the same. Like, right? Yeah. Trump does bad corruption. George W. Bush does good corruption. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, like that kind of stuff, and like, yeah, like comedy is so funny because we would not learn that stuff without like this art that's teaching us in a different way so i think that's like super cool agreed yeah um 
I guess to I uh, get back to the, like the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, else, yeah. The like, thing that we're I'm supposed to be talking about. I'm uh, I'm glad we got to, like yeah. I feel like these are things that people talk about about the show, but we've like haven't really gotten a good chance to like really dive deep like this. So I'm glad we got to have those kind of conversations. Um, but uh, something else I really love about this episode uh, that doesn't I feel like get talked about enough is like these those flashbacks. I love the like how different the style gets. I feel like a lot of um, shows in general I always wish would like kind of step out or like try something new visually and I love that this um they had an opportunity to do that with these flashbacks here I think it really oh sorry what especially with the like the Jang tribes mm-hmm. uh flashback like that style like because the Aang's lie style it's like childish and like fine and then the first flashback is also like a different definitely different style but like there's something so like jagged about their retelling of the story that really just sticks out and i agree i think it's really interesting that there's like so many different animation styles in this episode where i feel like a lot of shows will just put a sepia tone over normal uh (laughs) animation for flashbacks right i feel like and i feel like having the same events with different animation styles just shows like the different perspectives Mm -hmm. and so i thought that was cool and then um, I really, it really reminded me of Princess and the Frog. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. What she does, like, almost there, and, like, they completely change, like, the, the animation style is, like, so cool, like, to yeah. show a different future. I thought yeah. that was, yeah, I, I love that when, again, it's, like, showing the art in, like, yeah, that's something- what the future is, yeah. Yeah, it's like something animation only animation can do, really. I mean, like a like a live action show, you can like change lighting and stuff, but it's like this sh- like animation. This is something totally unique to the medium, um, and like it's definitely very uh, not to be a sexless friendless nerd, but uh, that the Zhang uh, flashback for sure is like influenced by um, Hiroyuki Imaishi is his name. He's this like uh, anime director who did like Gurren Lagann, which I know the creators are big fans of. Um, and like Kill la Kill and Dead Leaves, like these, uh, this animation style that's very like high contrast. Like if you look in the um, that flashback, it's like the shadows are like straight black, and it's like, uh, yeah, like you said, jagged is a good way to describe it. And like the angles that they use are like really exaggerated. Um, yeah, so I just love that they kind of got to bring in this uh, influence that they really liked into their show. Um. That was so nerdy, I couldn't <laughs> I, I, I would be completely remiss if I did not bring up that. I just No, no, no. It. I mean, that's this podcast. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's your culture. Survive, yeah. Millie, uh, if you were in the Avatar universe, what element would you be at, would you bend or what would your So, are you not be? friends with me on Facebook? No. I, I don't, don't know. So. I don't think so. I, I said so when Avatar came out, I was like, "Okay, come here and I'll tell you what tribe and like I read, it was like horoscope. And there's, I had like 300 comments, and I wrote back on everyone like nice. their vibe. I feel like me, I'm. It's crazy because it's like, but either water or fire. Mm, I feel that. Are you a very passionate person? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Very passionate. <laughs> very um, you know, level headed. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, is there like a is that you just like them or is there something about I them like, that speak to you? I like um, because also when I was like reading people's things, I was also thinking about like their personality and like where they would be in the war, 
And oh, like, yeah. you know, because there are people where I'm like, you're Earth, but you're like upper crust Earth where you're kind of removed. Mm-hmm. You're in the like in the inner circle of bossing, say like you're not. There's no war going on. You're not out on the yeah. War you're not war. out on the thing. Yeah. And then like what people are doing. So I personally love water. I'm a water sign. Mm. Uh, but like in you know horoscope shit. But I also feel like I could totally see myself being um in Azula's little like little gang. Little <laughs> gang. But I would be but I would be Azula. <laughs> like not would it be in the I would be leading. You'd be right? pushing Azula's side and be like, okay, let me take over. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be a lackey for sure. <laughs> so then true. that's why part of me is like, but not even Kyoshi Warriors. Like I would be like doing some crazy shit and be in the middle of it. Like because even Kyoshi Warriors are kind of like on the outside and they're pretty reactive mm. to shit. Yeah. That's a um, Cause yeah, there are some girls that I'm like, oh, like when yeah, like, like when people comment and they're like badass and like really things, but they don't only when pushed. Then I'm like, okay, you're Kyoshi Warrior. Oh, I like that. That's yeah, a good think about it. Because yeah, they're not diff- really like on the front lines, like in war, but they're gonna defend. Right. Yeah, they're not like we're gonna go out and cause. We're just here to yeah protect our little island and that's it. That's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yeah. y'all? Uh, yeah, Sam is water. I've I'm Earth for life. Um, Interesting. I'm a Vir- like I said, Virgo Earth sign. It just you know makes sense for me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the flashbacks look nice. Uh, I'm trying to think what any anything else about this episode stand out to you guys or um. They you know they solve the conflict and they carry on. They're I do want to. I did praise Aang earlier, but I do want to put a little pin in his advice that he keeps going to, which is, uh, words won't solve anything, action will. Uh, Aang, that feels a little, um, extreme, maybe. I feel like maybe that's his lesson he learns here, is maybe sometimes words should come first before action. Uh, I just thought it was funny that his, like, he should have expected them to start, like, pointing their swords or sword at, swords at each other after he said, yeah, just stop talking and start doing action. <laughs> like, oh, geez. wanting to t- chop each other's heads off. Um, oh, yeah, God, I, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, they gave each other haircuts, which was fun. Okay. Uh-oh. I feel like he's very anti-conflict and sort of just, like, would prefer if people would just talk it out over yeah. fighting or, like, action, whatever he thinks that might mean. Yeah, I think maybe Aang was speaking from, like, laziness. He's like, well, you guys just figure it out, which I feel like was kind of exemplified in his interactions with, like, Appa and Momo in this episode when he, like, splits up the melon for them. Um, which yeah. I love. I love Momo's little, like, indignant screech. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is fair. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it gives you both sides of Aang. You know, he's, like, a fun-loving kid who doesn't want to, like, get super involved. But at the end of the day, he's he has the wisdom to solve the conflict, even if it involves lying. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess usually what we do after we, like, have recapped the episode... Um, is we like move into like a more spoiler heavy or like continuity heavy section, but I I don't know. Do you feel we, like we talked we, a lot about a lot of episodes? Yeah, I, I feel like we I don't know, and like this episode really doesn't have any implications beyond um, no, Sam. Unless Sam, do you disagree? No, the only thing I can think of is that later, like when they do the episode with the Ember Island players, they like reference this episode and that's the only time it ever comes up again and they make a joke about how it doesn't matter 
Um, and like, I agree that like plot wise, this could have just been an episode we skipped and like didn't talk about. But I I think it's still like since like I talked about before, it's a cartoon and they probably needed to just make episodes that they could just skip over if they needed to or whatever. I I don't right. know. It's it's filler it's like not, we talked about I've, and it's I've seen fine. <laughs> I've seen worse episodes of TV and like, this is still a pretty fun. I like, there was like, obviously there was stuff to talk about and it was, I'm not mad. I had to watch it. So yeah, I, what's your favorite avatar episode? Um, for me, I will always, always go to, it's uh, a book two episode. Um, it's called city of walls and secrets. It's oh, the is this when they all first... are separate. That's mine or, too. Oh no. Well, that's, um, Tales of Bossing say I think that's the oh. next one. Mine is the one where they um first get there and there's like all the Dai Li drama and like oh, the brain yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do love Tales of Bossing say a lot. So I love that great, one. Yeah, that that's one's your really favorite. Cute. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's up there for sure. Nice. Of yeah. like um just like Yeah, a- like everybody's doing their own thing. Everyone has a little story, everyone has like growth. And then you learn something about every, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I really yeah, cute. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you, Sam? We haven't really talked about uh... favorite episode. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm on the spot now. But I, I mean, the season two finale is really, really, really good. And I know that for a fact. Like, I just know that those, like, those two episodes, that two parter. Because, like, I that's, I think that's the episode I've probably seen the most amount of times. In the mm-hmm. fight at the end of that episode where Katara and Aang and Zuko and Azula are all fighting and, like, s- switching sides a little bit and sort of just, like, figuring that out. Those episodes. And, like, they get all the stuff with the guru, too. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my favorite one. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, we all agree book two is, has a lot of great episodes in it. Yeah. End of book two. Supremacy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. <laughs> um yeah i want more iroh in like everything yeah i think yeah that's a fun iroh time uh where he uh he's kind of out on his own with um yeah book three he's not there so much but um yeah and i love him and he has so much wisdom and like, is he your favorite character we haven't talked we haven't asked you that yet who's your favorite mm, i would say i yeah iroh's like my favorite or Iroh, Katara, and then sometimes Zuko, but I mean, you know, Zuko, because I just love his growth. Yeah. I love his growth. I love that he fucked up and, like, <laughs> then took it back and that, you know what I mean? Like, he was almost gonna, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. real. Yeah, that's like a realistic depiction of growth, which is, you're probably gonna, like you said, fuck up, like, you have, like, before you get better. Like, that's part of growing up. And I feel like, too, there's just so many lessons of, like, Sometimes you fight really hard for something and you think it's going to make your life better and happier. Mm-hmm. And then when you get it, you realize that it was not good. And like, it really makes you reevaluate your shit and just be like, what was I fighting for for so long? You know? Right. Yeah. That that's makes like more a real sense. thing. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense than if he had just like turned at that point. Cause then he never, he would always have that question in his mind. Well, what if I had just done what I was supposed to do? Like, would yeah. my life be better? Yeah. I, yeah. Zuko's but then, <laughs> then he did it and then he's like, oh, this is actually, like, and now that he's experienced the world and was a refugee and was of this and was of that, like, he can see, like, everything, which kind of, that's a little Buddhist in itself mm-hmm. of, like, 
It just reminds me of like the original Buddha, Siddhartha. Now I'm getting like Buddhist philosophy on you. <laughs> Go for it. Um, he was a prince who had everything, you know, mm. really high ranking prince. And it's like kind of inner walls of Bossing Say. That's how it was in India. And then he like left the castle one day and he saw suffering for the first time in his life. Like mm. people sick in the street, they didn't have anything. And he's like, I want to eliminate all suffering from the world. And like, you know, which is like, the four sufferings are birth, aging, sickness, and death. Like, everyone goes through that no matter what, right? Mm. So he went on a journey and, like, went around trying to, like, find how, you know, get enlightenment and, like, the, tr- the truth of life. And, like, went through all these struggles and had all these things. And kind of reminds me of Zuko in that way of, like, Prince that went through a lot and then, like, learned and stuff like that. So. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I've ne- Wow. I, I didn't know that. anything about that. Yeah, that's awesome. That just makes Zuko's story that much cooler and better i mean yeah i don't say it's like a complete like direct line but it's it's but yeah. like in the in the like years that siddhartha was out or like uh, Shak- uh shakamuni that's another word uh he like discovered different forms of buddhism and he wrote them in, and they're called sutras oh. so there's like the nirvana sutra the kama sutra obviously you know that one everyone mm-hmm. knows that one um and then the one that i practice the lotus sutra mm. so it's just different ones of like to people's capacity. Uh, but there's like a theory that there's a theory that Jesus, because there's like some years of his life that's unaccounted for, actually was in India learning about Buddhism and came back and tried to propagate it to people. Interesting. Like, like this the core philosophy because the core of Christianity is very similar. Right. Compassion, all this stuff. And he was trying to say it in ways that people would understand interesting wow that's like a you know religious <laughs> yeah oh my i feel like theory. i've learned so much this episode i love yeah this is yes. great <laughs> even though i mean this may be a filler episode but it was not a filler episode of the no. one of the uh... most important we've done to this day. yeah um so any other concluding thoughts before i guess we give our plugs yeah, we're all good. I, yeah, I feel like we've really, uh, I don't know. Got to bo- the core of Buddhism. We got to the core of, like, imperialism and Buddhism <laughs> and all these great things, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Millie, can you tell the Bitter Duties at home where they can find you? Yes, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Millie Tamarez, M-I-L-O-Y-T-A-M-A-R-E-Z, a.k.a. Wactose Intolerant. You can find me on Instagram, <laughs> Millie on Fire, or Millie on Air, uh, M-I-L-O- Y O N four I R E. And you can listen to my podcast, the All Dick is Trash podcast. Oh wow, I am already obsessed by the title alone. True, yes. I uh, did have a date yesterday. Um, and then he comes in and he sees a sign that says All Dick is Trash. He's like, all of it, and I'm like, you're looking too much. <laughs> you're not even supposed to see that. Like, we're not even supposed to be in my room right now. So. <laughs> So, yes, the answer is yes, yeah. clearly. But, yeah, clearly. Uh, that's funny. Um, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, and yeah. you can find us uh, collectively at, at Pod on Twitter, but you can find me at, at Reindeerix, like reindeer, uh, but an EKS at the end on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I'm at Sam Stanish on Twitter and Instagram. I have another podcast called Word on the Straits, Straits Build, S-T-R-8-S. We talk about straight culture. Yep. Oh man, I'd love to be on that one. <laughs> what's like what's straight culture to you? Because straight culture to me is Blink 182. <laughs>
I would love to have you on to talk about Blink-182. We could do or that. like cargo pa- or bachelor and bachelorette parties. Wow. We can talk about anything you want to. You just uh, gave Sam so many hours of content. Yeah. Well, uh, I have. I did a. I did a piece on like the straight pride parade, and it's like this is straight <laughs> culture. It's important that we preserve it. We need <laughs> to have penis straws the day before we get married. Most recently, we talked about camping, and we and like camping. JK Rowling. Those those are the straight culture. Oh we've come on, recently. queers love. Well, not anymore. But <laughs> they did. You can't tell me they didn't. I I used to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I guess to just end on dick straws. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you again, Millie, for joining us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. bye.